0: Welcome to episode four of Draft Off Sides. I'm here with Tico and Enzo. My name is Keith. How are we doing, guys? Doing great, man. How you doing? Good. Actually, I wanted to talk about something that just came to my attention. To start, have you guys seen these Mikel Arteta uh, British GQ images? No. Can you Google them immediately? He just did a full like cover story with uh, British GQ, and. They're not that bad but i just feel like it's just like such a weird look like right before you like start a season as a professional and then like having you dress up oh my god it's just bizarre
1: what is that polo he's wearing
0: yeah i mean it's it's not it's, there's not any single one that's like that egregious but it's just the it's just the collective you know it's like the sum of the parts the sum of the photos is greater than the whole of just the cringiness you know He's
2: fucking posing so weird, man. And he's got the same looking stuff.
0: I'm sorry, man. Look, I'm gonna say
2: for someone that spent over five hundred million over three years and hasn't won anything, he doesn't deserve to be on GQ. Can't be honest.
0: I just I just can't I just don't think I, like, anyone should take him seriously after this. Like this is not a very this does not seem like a serious man to me. Like serious men do not wear helmet laying tracksuits, you know? <laughs> that's what serious men do. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there right now
2: in January. It's going to be either, you're going to see the hashtag Arteta out. That's what you're going to see in January. When you're in, when <laughs> you're in.
1: Honestly, after seeing this cover photo, I, I
0: don't know if Arsenal's winning the EPL anymore. That's what I mean. It, just, it doesn't instill confidence. Let's just put it that way. Like nothing is that bad, but it just does not make me like, does not give me a lot of faith. Uh, Harry Kane. So yesterday there was news that there was an ultimatum. Well, it was that Bayern offered 100 million euros. They had 24 hours to accept. It was like it seemed like a hostage negotiation. <laughs> Seems like a James Bond hostage negotiation by Bayern Munich. You have one. You have 24 hours to accept, Mister Bond. It fucking didn't work did
2: it because levy's a stubborn bastard
0: so do you think he's staying now i feel like it's still up in the air i was hoping like i was like oh i'm gonna go to bed and i'm gonna wake up and there's gonna be some clarity like oh this is awesome and then they woke up and still no no clarity one way or the other mate i was following it all night so when the midnight hit over there
2: they were like they still haven't heard from daniel levy but i'm going go piss but now they're gonna give them to the end of the weekend the deal is still on so it was just a fucking ploy like I don't know what Levy's gonna do. If he's gonna wait to the last minute, but honestly, I just want to get this deal through the fucking door, man.
0: I think everyone does, right? I think this is just there's just nothing positive about this for anyone. It also doesn't make waiting the, the
1: waiting the song to sell him. If you're gonna sell him, sell him as early as you can, so you could put that money to use. And are you gonna buy a Harry Kane uh, jersey for this year, the new one, even if they sell him? Why would I do that, you idiot? Just. This- just to be like what it could what could have been just hug him whenever you miss it just wear it no, mostly with it no
2: i'm not going to i've already got a harry kane england jersey harry kane tottenham jersey that's fine
1: that's the past i'll buy you harry kane Bayern munich jersey oh fuck
0: off the more like as this gets closer and like it feels starts to feel real it's like why wouldn't tottenham sell them like this seems crazy to me it's not like they're gonna decide like they're like in this season where they're like really going to challenge for the league and like this is their last shot and like maybe if they win then they can convince them to stay or something it's like you know like i think the best case for scenario for tottenham is like getting like fourth place and like making it to a cup final like realistically right am i wrong to think that
2: realistically and i completely agree like look tom came made for last season worst position we've come in in like eight years and harry kane had the one of the best seasons he's had with us so even though he scored all those goals, yes, th- he's one of the main reasons we were at eighth. But we were only at eighth. How much worse can we do? We should be rebuilding,
0: honestly. So let's. A hundred million goes a long way to rebuilding. Yeah, I think we're just uh, putting a TBD on the Hurricane Saga. It's still still in the works. How you feel about Elise, Keith? You hear those rumors? Uh, Elise to Chelsea. How do I feel about Elise? Um, you know, honestly. It's good for Chelsea. It's a little, it's a little bit of a bummer for like fantasy draft though, because Elise is like a star for fantasy draft, right? But he goes to Chelsea. Is like he going to even be a startable asset? But for Chelsea, yeah, of course, like stoked. Like I think that's a, that's the exact type of player we needed, and I think him. And then now we just did a center mid, and then I feel like our team's pretty like in a pretty good spot.
2: You know, you guys were quietly spent over 200 million. I didn't even know it until I checked. Yeah, but you know, we
0: also quietly sold over 200 million. 23 players, sold 23 players. You know, a funny one too is this uh, Timo Livermento going to, Newca- uh, going to Newcastle from Southampton and the fee's getting up to like 40 million for him. So he's like, a, he's a left back. But What's crazy is that he's a he was a former Chelsea player and Chelsea has like a 40% uh, clause in there. So they're, they're going to get 40% of this next sale. So they're gonna get like 15 million from this uh, Newcastle sale. Chelsea's doing great business. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. They really are. No, yeah. they're just laundering money. They're still laundering hey, money. It's so, that's good. Laundering money is good business to me. As, as long as you're not getting caught, it's good business.
2: <laughs> well, if you think about it, look, Chelsea spent over 200 million. Yeah, they sold 23, but they got 11 players and, if, and there's a few good players in there, yeah? Yeah, Arsenal's also spent over 200 million. How many players have they
0: bought? Three. Well, half of them goes to Rice. Just saying. How much has United spent between uh, with on three players? 170. That was on three players too. That
2: was on three players too. 170.
1: But the, the other the other teams you mentioned, United and Arsenal, they're already competing for the top four. They finished top four last year whereas Chelsea, they need to bring out more players because this is, this is a transition. That wasn't my argument. It was the fact that they sold 23
2: players to actually be able to spend the $200 million, whereas Arsenal haven't sold anybody. may you and know, I haven't sold anybody.
0: But, like, they sold, sure, they sold 23, whatever, like, 23 players, but, like, when you really look at it, they really, like, most of that money came from five guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, it came from Kai Havertz, Mason Mount. But it still stacks up. Just saying. Yeah, Tico, did you see that Mount missed another city? No, he. I didn't. I didn't watch it. He missed another one. Yeah, sorry. I just tweeted from our official account. Mason Mount is one more missed happen away from the curse being complete, and him turning into Davy Jones, who's the pirate guy with the tentacles <laughs> from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I like – you know, so- soccer is the one thing in my life where I like re- like wish ill on other people. It's like everything else in my life, I'm like super positive. Like wish everyone the best. I like don't want like negative energy. Soccer, I'm just like suffer. <laughs> like you deserve <laughs> this. Like you deserve <laughs> this pain.
1: I mean that's just some of the culture, man. No, I... It's funny because whenever – let's say if it's a big game and my team wins, I enjoy the other team – watching the other team players suffer crying more than I enjoy them lifting the trophy. I'm like, ha, that's what you get. Truly it's
0: such a, such a weird thing to get happy about but it brings so much joy i love fucking football fans man i love them speaking of the the, the only thing that i do not celebrate in that sense is injuries and speaking of injuries uh, jesus got had what another knee injury huh so he's he's either saying he's out for like four weeks as he just had a little surgery yep little cleanup surgery on his knee how do you guys feel is that like is that pushing him down for you guys is that he's, he's not as uh exciting I'm you go for you go for someone else before him. A
2: knee injury is not easy to come
0: back from, you know what I mean? Especially because it's not his first one either. That's what that a knee injury is why he missed like half of last season, however, however much of last season he missed. How old is Jesus? He's in the younger side. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he he joined City really young. So, it, some, in my mind, he's older than he is. It's also good because you know, he's gonna get injured every year. So, he's kind of getting the injuries out of the way. So, you'll have him for the end of the year. <laughs> jesus is 26. well he was probably like the th- the third striker off the board or the fourth striker off the board right Mm-hmm. now he still goes first round just not that early i don't think he goes first round
1: i don't think i take him first round no i think he still goes top five striker not the first round because
0: there isn't a lot of strikers who are, who else are you going to take over him i, I would take I, I think ollie watkins goes ahead of him now for me oh yeah okay um yeah <laughs> I, I was gonna it. say give me give me not Yeah, oh, I was Sa- gonna say Son Rashford I don't think even like Son will go ahead of him just cause of value cause of the value and the injury I think I think that combo I think it's now you have no argument to take Son over him
1: if I just saw the Mason Mount miss he just whiffed it yeah that's terrible
0: yeah it's the it's the curse of uh, curse of betraying your boyhood club oh now it's betrayal <laughs> 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 Yes, now it's betrayal. <laughs> and then I, also the other one that happened was uh Christopher and Kunku for Chelsea, who looked so freaking good all preseason, and then the last preseason game kind of went down with a knee thing. And it's been like they've been like really quiet about it, and it's kind of scary that they haven't there hasn't been more info on his injury. Did Emmanuel Weki get injured too? Yeah, but he hasn't even played a minute yet. Bloody hell. Uh, what was his
1: injury is it something they haven't given a time frame how long he's going to be out
0: uh it was it was a knee thing he just like but it was like it was like a contact knee thing so he went in he went in like he was in the box and someone made a challenge he kind of just like twisted a little so hopefully it's you know i don't think it's i think the fear is not that it's like a torn ligament as much as if it's like a tweak or a strain but i don't know it's it's, better if it's it's a contact injury yeah i think it's way better if it's a contact injury but yeah you guys got a lot
2: of injuries man i think you also awesome, tottenham and chelsea have the most i think but don't you have like two center backs
0: for and Friggin uh Chalaba both injured uh badia shell and for are both injured badia shields is like in a few weeks be back for is like maybe not play this the whole season so <sighs> pretty oh screwed up god and i'm seeing someone else in this injury report i don't know if it's really relevant but uh bendacore and so you want
2: it is relevant he was key like we were doing really well at the beginning of the season and him going out with that injury that knee injury um was you could see the change in the team like he was like doing box to box he was scoring goals creating chances i don't know why you're shaking your head tico because i'm speaking fact. did you watch Tottenham games i don't think you did why would i watch Tottenham exactly games? so let me talk and i'm talking facts when he gets back it's going to change but honestly even when he gets back if we lose hoiberg Along with Bendicore still being injured, who am I gonna have with matters? Skip? Besuma?
0: Yeah, Bissu- I think Besuma comes back into the fold and is good. I bet you I, hope so. Is
2: I hope so. But then and Skip- he was
0: that was a good player. He was a good player. I don't know. Like he he just got totally frozen out by contact. No, he got injured. I'm
1: I'm sorry, I have to go back to this. When you said Tottenham started very good. Yeah. They went they won the first match, lost, one one, and then they lost like the next three or four. They never started really good last year.
2: Yeah, we were in the top we were I
1: mean,
0: at the, least not record-wise. We were in the
2: top four. Top five for the first
1: like third of the
2: season. What are you talking about? Until he got injured. Keep looking, you fucking checking facts right in front of me. Go keep looking. They they look started the, two and two. Look at the league table. I, no, no, keep going. You're going like four games. Do a bigger sample.
1: You really want to do this? Maybe. I don't think you do. I'm looking at it right now. They lost to Newcastle 6 1. Was he playing? That was a bad game. I remember that game. It was like within seven minutes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, moving on, Keith. <laughs> moving on. So, the other thing that's just been really weird to me is West Ham sold Declan Rice for 100 million. Sold Samaka to at Atlanta for 30 million. They haven't bought anyone. They haven't no, brought in they, any players. No, they have. They bought one guy Sean Moore from
2: Cliftonville Okay. In Ireland, 18, a 17 year old is a wing back. That's all they bought. And how much did he cost them? It's like it undisclosed. And this, so it's like is... 100,000. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just like come, come hang out with us. <laughs> You can sell it. We're not going to pay you <laughs>
2: undisclosed. But I'm sure, I'm assuming it's not even a million. He's it's, it, it's from a team called Cliftonville. I had to look up where it was where it was at. I, I thought it was an Australian team, maybe, but it's actually an island, I guess.
0: So do you know what? Like as I'm reading this, I'm just getting these like flashbacks to last year with Leicester City, where they didn't bring anyone in in the summer transfer window, and then they ended up getting relegated. And you start to think about it, like. Is this a similar like, you know, I think in the Premier League, you need to improve in order just to like keep up with everyone else because everyone's constantly improving. Every team is getting better every year for, you know, quote air quotes are always trying to improve their teams. If you're just stagnant, you're going to you're going to like you lose, you know, standing still is losing in the Premier League. So I look at West Ham and I think, oh, shit.
1: Uh, I, when I was doing research last night and I saw when I was looking into their team, I saw they're looking to buy Edson Alvarez from Ajax. Uh, before that, he used to play in Mexico, uh, Club America. Plays defensive midfield, not too familiar with him, but I guess they just want to bring someone else to replace Rice, and they just kind of running back with just the downgraded defensive midfielder. Maybe that's know. their game plan. I
2: don't know, but I, I, I agree with Keith but- I I, I hate to bring Tottenham back into the fold, but remember when we didn't buy anyone for 18 months? We didn't
0: exactly drop either. We stayed in the top four. Yeah, but you guys maybe could have won a league if you bought some people. Wow. you would have improved on that. You know what I mean? He's realizing this for the first time, (laughs) (laughs) clicked. There's a thing past mediocrity you can achieve for. Yeah. Top four was a mediocrity. (laughs) All right. Where you going, Mr. Twelfth Place? Don't
2: be
1: jumping. Don't be doing that. But you guys also had uh, Harry Kane, so it's a world-class player, son, so the the team was better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine selling Harry Kane for 100 million and then not buying anyone else, which oh, might still happen. This, this, <laughs> this window, but I mean, you know what I mean? That's like, that's pretty much what it'd be like. It'd be like selling your best player, like West Ham selling their like talisman and then not bringing anyone in at all. I, and I heard like David Moyes is pissed. I think he, him and the technical director, like going at it. I don't know. To me, that's like a red flag. I'm like every west ham player jared bowen's now i'm like i don't know i really want i don't know if i want any piece of west ham in any capacity i agree all right another bit of news manchester united officially confirmed the signing of rasmus Hoyland. i know we talked about it a little bit last week but, but are we still feeling like like the 12 goals is the over under for him in the season I'll take that bet, Tico. You still feel confident about that? You're not. You're not as confident. I'm, no, I'm feeling more confident. The more I think about it, the more confident I get. Okay, so that's me. That's a bet. Me and Enzo versus you on that bet. Over twelve. Twelve is a push. Twelve is a push. He ain't gonna get twelve. Man, he
1: might get it in the first month. He ain't gonna get ten. <laughs> now I feel like I have to draft him.
0: Yeah, good luck. We have what, how many United fans in our league?
1: I'm gonna draft him.
0: When do you think he goes? I saw him go in like the third round or the second round in a draft the other day. Was it full of Man United fans? I don't know, just full of people. Because there's no reason from the go third, and not not third overall in the third round. It's just because strikers are so rare. Oh, okay. That's no, that's
2: still to do it. It's strikers, and it's Man United, so he's gonna get opportunities. It's whether or not he's gonna take them.
1: I just don't think he's gonna take them. Honestly, for a third round, it's a you could get a really good player in the third round, but if you take a risk on him and he ends up, you know, scoring, fifteen plus. If that's what you think, if that's the risk you're willing to take, third round, you know, you're not going to lose a draft on uh, by drafting a player like him in the third round. Even even if he gives you ten goals, it's not going to be terrible.
0: Yeah, I kind of, I think third round. If I was like if, hypothetically, if I was like this guy's going to be great, I think this third round is where I'd be comfortable taking him. I think there's just too many locked in players that are sure things in the first two rounds to even to go before that. The other big one is Garvidal, This how do you say this guy's name? The the city signing. Vardyol? Vardiol. the city that big, strong center, Croatian center back, pretty exciting player, seems like he can play kind of, he's pretty versatile in the fact that he's quick, but he's also big and strong. He seems like the perfect pep center back. Do you think he starts every single game?
2: He's a good fucking centre back, man. It's funny because all these fucking Tottenham targets that we have for the last couple of years are all going to other clubs. Pal Torres went to Villa. Now Vardy all went to Man City. They're they're good defenders. They're very good defenders.
0: That's because Dan- Daniel Levy is a pain in the ass to work with. No one wants to work with him. Correct. You could also play on the wing.
1: You play some left. You, you guys think a Pep Bottom just because the last name is so similar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dumb stupid <laughs> you're <an> stupid. idiot stupid <laughs> um, but what do you think Pep plays with four center like literally last year he was playing with four center backs across the back line well it wouldn't be the first time a team's done that Chelsea you know Chelsea did Tony it Tony Pulis used to do it for <laughs> the, like the Stoke days who was Chelsea, who was who was that? four center backs it was, was like Robert,
2: oh you guys did I fucking remember it you had like Robert Hoof Cavalio, um, who else was it? Galas, and
0: there was one more. Was this during like the first Iraq War or something?
2: It was like, it was no. I kid you not. Check it out. I remember it to this day because you. It wasn't just one game. You guys played several games with fucking four centre backs, it, and it worked out for Chelsea.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's different too if you're freaking – if you're Pep Guardiola and you can play four center backs and one of them goes in the midfield and then every other player on your team like just doesn't have to track back. <laughs> you just have like five attacking players. Well, you're I think four he's – I think he's using John Stones as like a, a Beckenbauer.
2: He's having him fucking charge down the field like that. So it'll probably just be three in the back with
0: John Stones moving up. Do you guys trust that Pep is going to do the same thing again though? I like – I have no faith that he's going to do this. like you know people. Like, he's going to do the same thing this year. Like, he always changes stuff. And so, everyone's like, "The I think the John Stone shout is a good shout. Like, oh, like, he's a very interesting player and he's a defender you can get potential assists from and key passes and all these other stats. But, like, in my mind, I'm like, there's not a guarantee that Pep does that again. Like, he might have Kyle Walker go, start playing in that role, like, start tucking in, or he might, you know, he, he might have Gavardi all be that guy and John Stones is like the backup for him. Like, there's just so many options that could happen with Pep where he's just such the tinker that I'm not like, I don't know. No, I think he's just fixing what he had problems with last season. Remember when they had
2: Bernardo Silva playing left back for a little bit and then they had to bring in, um, you know,
1: he didn't have those options. So now he's, he's just doing what he does, which is depth and bringing in options. Yeah. Versatility. He's just getting more players that can play multiple positions. He's just going to do his one, his lap, tinker tanker until he finds the perfect mix.
0: But I think all that versatility means that it's there's the players are just unreliable. You just can't you can't depend on. There's maybe like three players in the city side that you can depend on, like starting almost every game, and everyone else. It's like, oh, maybe they'll start. Like they might start. You know, depending on what what Pep's like, what Pep like freaking drew up on the whiteboard today.
1: Uh, that's the frustrating thing with having Man City players, unless you have Halang, KDB. Who else will fall? Grealish, maybe Foden, and then everyone else is probably just a carousel
0: of players. Yeah. Do you think Vardy falls into that carousel, or do you think he becomes a staple? They just paid $100 million for him. That was a hefty price tag. They paid $100 million for Grealish. He sat on the bench for a whole year. I know. That's what I'm saying. like For that reason, I feel like he's going to go in a position where I probably don't want to pick him up because of that.
1: And I wonder how the negotiations go with Man City. They come to Man City, comes to the table, we're like, Oh, we'll give you 20 million. Another person says 30, and then just Man City just raises their own bed. No, <laughs> they just kind of like, they're the, ones who like have the price side, they're competing against no one. We have so much money, we'll give you more and more.
0: I swear, they've actually, like, before the Grealish deal, their deals were all pretty, like, rational. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they were dropping, like, huge sums. You know, like, the are you, are you, you think I'm crazy? Like, the. Some of the other it was there in like the thirty forties they weren't hitting those like eighty ninety million price tags for players. It
2: feels like you've been listening to Pep Guardiola's interviews and him saying we don't spend money, we can't afford that player. We don't spend money. They fucking spend so much fucking money. They spend so much money through the years. Am I drinking the Kool Aid? I think you're, drink, you're drinking that that Kool Aid from Sky Sports.
0: No, but like okay, sorry, but they're not they're not like look at um, like you like United, look at Arsenal, like these huge transfers, like. City was like in that like who have they bought before before Grealish before Gavardial okay let me think there was like there were players there in the, th- the 30s 40s they weren't like these players that they're paying 80 90 so they got they got lucky
2: with Haaland because they bought his uh his his claws that's what I mean how much was it, Raheem Sterling oh yeah they got him for they it wasn't 100 mil but they still spent money on him I think it was like 65 70 mil
1: was it that much yeah but even I guess that's that was a lot back then it's back then inflation every you take everything into account
0: 49 49 million 49 what year is that 2015 okay'm I'm, I'm retracting that
2: I, I guess I guess you're kind of right listening to pep too much don't listen to it man it's all fucking smoke and mirrors you're right he, they spend a lot of money <laughs> yeah they spent a lot of money. It's like you telling me Chelsea doesn't spend money either. They just they spend pennies. I mean, they
0: spend money, but they they sell a lot of players. I've sent I've sent you guys so many, like statistical like bar graphs and stuff explaining that you you can you can spend money if you're making money. It's it's a cash flow. It's an in and out thing. You're looking at me. Come on, basic math. Yeah sure so i mean it's, i know it's for you it's hard to understand because you don't you're not selling players the way that we're selling players so it's I, it's I hard for you to wrap your, your, your little brain them, around
2: we only we only do it every 10 years okay like we sold bell got a lot of money we sold modric got a lot of money we sold we're about to sell harry kane a lot of money that's what we do every few and then we rebuild but we don't just throw money at it because we have a tight-fisted freaking chairman it's not my fault
1: I love how you could say anything you want about Chelsea, you could talk so much shit about them, they're not performing, they suck, they're this and that. But anytime you talk about how the, their expenses, how they buy and sell, do business, that's like the spot where it keeps getting so emotional, so defensive. <laughs> yeah. If
0: you look at the numbers, it's like not that bad. Like they've their net spend is so much lower than Arsenal, so much lower than United's. So. Like whatever. Like you guys you guys are like you guys are ignoring fact to like go on this narrative that isn't true. So that that's where I get heated. It's like if you tell me that Chelsea sucks, I'm like, yeah, we fucking got 12s. We suck. Like I can't there's no It's like that that's the, the stone cold truth. You start to talk about oh, Chelsea's like it. spending overspending, it's like, well that's actually not true. So it's hard for me to like just sit there and like take it on the chin.
2: That's the longest rant you've been on in four episodes and it was about spending money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on.
0: <laughs> All right. Community Shield is tomorrow. It is Manchester City versus Arsenal. It's always a weird thing with Community Shield. So, you know, usually it's the FA Cup winner versus the Premier League winner, but if the same team wins both, it's the runner-up to the Premier League. So, it's kind of a weird weird thing as Arsenal, you know, obviously City got the trouble, so then it's Arsenal got runner-up to the league, so they're playing them. Do you guys is that a game that's is it like the last stress rehearsal is that how you guys kind of look at it because i remember last year watching uh liverpool city and like that was a really exciting game it was like the nunez versus holland like the first time they were playing each other like uh, liverpool ended up winning that game it was like you know it's like a very exciting experience is that like was that the norm i feel like or is that i just feel i can't remember other community shields being that exciting like the way that, that last year's was
2: well, no, Community Shields always, for me, is important. If you're in it, it's like you're the best two teams in England, supposedly. You know what I mean? So it's like a, it's bragging rights before the beginning of the season. It's also mind games. If you can beat them, you have that over them for the whole season. You know what I mean? I think that's, I think it, it's an important game for those two teams. And it's a good stepping stone into the season.
1: Especially how last season ended with Man City just snatching the title away from Arsenal. Um, the, I think Arsenal might just come out and just the way they came out against Barcelona, I mean, this is like the Champions League final, giving everything they have, but should be a good game. It's something you want to watch. It's prep, prep uh, last like dress rehearsal for uh, get ready for the season.
0: I, I just don't think it's that indicative of, of what the season's going to be. Like look at last year, like Liverpool beat City. Liverpool went on to like stink up their next several games, you know? Yeah. You think that doesn't, you think Pep plays everyone, or he might just bench some of his stars? I think he still wants to win it. I think it's still a trophy. I think they still care. I think Pep pays, plays a pretty strong team, in my opinion.
1: Yeah.
2: Why wouldn't you? Again, it's, it's preseason, but it's closer to the season, so you want everyone to be fit. Injury risk? We'll definitely use all five subs.
0: I also think like it's one of those things where if you're a City fan and they lose, you're like, whatever. It's preseason. If you're a City fan and they win, it's like, we fucking won that game. Because that that game was important, you know. It's like you kind of reverse the narrative depending on what you what you want to see from it. Yeah, maybe.
2: Like it could, I don't know. Like you you actually made a good point. Like last year, Liverpool fucking won it, and then they went to stink up stink up half the season. But they did come back and finish strong. But you know, and Man City came back and they won the league but I still think it's an important game.
0: Yeah. You know what was funny with last year too, is watching that game, watching Darwin Nunez, and he looked really good in that game. Like he scored a goal, he was just really like aggressive. And I feel like um, that actually kind of made me feel more comfortable drafting him where I did in the second round. Because I was like, oh wow, like this guy, this guy's like got it. He like he has some really good instincts and he's like gonna get his nose in front of goal. And I don't think I was ever wrong to think that, but just the maturity issue with him were the problem, right? He got that red card and then I think like positionally he just wasn't quite there. Who in the who in like the first few rounds do you feel like is like runs the risk of just kind of being a flop like that, like a Darwin Union's level? You know, like clearly a good player in there, but just might just might not work out. Is there anyone that comes to mind for you guys? Either new team, new to the league.
2: Oh, no, no. What's his name? Oh, no, no. He's, he's going to fucking... Did you see that goal from the halfway line? I did see that. I'm telling you, man. They just got rid of the golden glove and they've now got a guy that's going to be seeping in goals.
0: I think he's going to be uh, falling from grace this season. I think we, we could all kind of call that, right? We were talking about that a few weeks ago. I mm-hmm. think we're all kind of on on that same page. Like, I'm staying away from Onana. I have no desire to have him on a team. I don't know. I liked how he got mad at uh, Harry Maguire. <laughs> fucking I, loved it. <laughs> it was, if
1: you, that's another player, a player I always feel bad for, Harry Maguire, because I, I think outside of the EPL, he will do very well, just like he did for England. I think outside of United, he'll do really well. Be, if he went to West Ham, he'd do well. If he went to Tottenham. I don't think
2: he's going to do well in the Premiership. In the I think he needs to fucking leave.
0: Go to I France. Mean, look, look, look. Ten Hag wants to play out of the back. Harry Maguire cannot, for his life, play out of the back. So it makes him look so much worse than he actually is. (laughs) When he's like asked to do these things that he like is like incapable of, that's that's gonna make anyone look bad. Oh, he's looked bad not with the ball his feet. I've seen him let the ball just run in
2: front of him and walk into another player's fucking feet, and they just. Tap it in. He's he's been horrendous the last few years. He's definitely not worth it. We all said it at the beginning, he wasn't worth the price tag May and I paid. It and not. it's just it's just showing suit. You gotta understand, they got rid of Smalling sent him to to Roma and he just killed it over there. I like Chris morning I thought he was a grace in the back. I thought he should have stayed. That's not the player they should have got rid of.
1: Like I think change of senior might be good for McGuire too. just I think he needs it. Yeah, and no confidence. You take away Captain Batch from him. You have a new goalkeeper yelling at you in the preseason match. Crazy.
0: Also, if he wants, if he has any shred of hope of uh, continuing to play for England, he needs to go to like a team that's not that's not as good that he's going to play every minute of. He needs to go to like a West Ham or like somewhere where he's going to play all the time because he's not going to play for United. He's not. He's you know, what's he waiting on? An injury. And even then, he's he's even behind Varane and Martinez. Is Lindelof there in front of him? Then Harry Maguire. Like, where does he even fit in that that, that rotation? FA Cup games, maybe FA Cup. Yeah, you're not going to. But he, I think he's him staying at United is pretty much him being like, I guess I'm not playing for England anymore. In my opinion, you mean much. Southgate keeps fucking picking him because I, I, I don't think he can well. after this. I don't think he. I don't think he can continue to pick him if he's not getting regular playing time. Yeah, no. I don't know. I think Stoli March
1: is another one that uh, might get picked pretty high, and uh, he had an amazing year last year. I don't know if he's gonna be able to repeat that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's such a weird one, right? Because you know he's been he's been around for a while, but like obviously had an amazing year that with Jesurby was huge. But I just also feel like the other thing too with Stoli Marsh is they brought in like two or three new attacking players into that into that squad too. So it just might like does he start every game? Is he even gonna get as much playing time? If he if he has a little bit of a dip in form at any point, is he? Out of theirs, you know, it's like he's this like big name where they can't bench him. So I kind of I agree there. I
2: think there's a few defenders that could be falling from grace this season. Perfectly honest. Like defenders, not fe- who, who, yeah. what defenders? All right, so look, Thiago Silva. I'm sorry, he doesn't have no support. It's not about him not being quality. It's about him having no partnership next to him. I think Relief you guys
0: like all well just- i mean yes we just bought another defender i think if tiago silva has a young guy next to him i think he can be fine but he's also like almost 40. Yeah, he's Yeah, he's, like, he's like tom brady he's like tom brady level age he and class, man. man i know he is but i'm just saying if he doesn't have that
2: supporting that supporting player next to him that could like you know help him out i think he's not gonna have the best seat it's, and it's gonna fall on him because it's tiago silva so uh, that's what I think, at least. I f- I'm I'm not down his quality. I'm down the support he has in defense. Uh, yeah, I I know
0: you're saying like eventually the wheels are gonna fall off eventually. Like you know, you know it's been it's been it's been you know at some point he's not gonna be able to like, keep up.
1: But I I think the reason for his longevity is besides obviously him staying in shape, all of that stuff. He, didn't he get to Milan at like high level when he was like twenty four,
0: twenty five? No, he's been like He's been playing No, for- he's been around,
1: but I I think I think when he went to like the big clubs he was pretty pretty old at that age already. He wasn't like a young prospect out of like 18 19 when they paid you know 90 million for him and have him be the main person.
0: So what is that uh what are what are you saying with that? So it's just that like he wasn't at the playing at a higher le- highest, highest level at a yeah. younger age. Probably yeah. The, the
1: wear and tear on these knees legs is probably not as bad as it would be for someone else like yeah, he got to you meant this when he was – I don't
0: know. You're realizing you're wrong, aren't you? <laughs> no, he got the to Milano at 25. He got, to Milan, 25. Oh, yeah, he go got to Milan at 25. Yeah, but you keep, I mean the thing – I would almost argue the opposite. If you're playing for some like Fluminese in Brazil before that, like you're not going to have nearly as good of medical treatment. You're not going to have as good of like physio is working on you. It would almost be harder. You're probably you're, The turf you're playing on isn't as good. The travel isn't as good. I would almost say that playing at those bigger clubs, you're going to have a better – like your body's gonna be in better care than if you're playing at like smaller clubs
1: the treatment is gonna be better just the pressure on the knees the wear and tear i i could see yeah i see your side of the argument another defender like we spoke about him in the past i
2: think andrew robertson he needs to try to re regain his form from 21 22 season because last season he just um he didn't have the same season. He had but for a couple of reasons. I know he had to sit back because in the late part of the season, because Trent was moving up forward, but we haven't seen the same Andrew Robertson we did last year than we did the year before. So if he doesn't regain that sort of form where he's able to put in some crosses and
0: work down that left flank, I think he's another one that falls from grace. I think that is zero percent his fault, though. You mentioned it. I think that's a hundred percent a formation thing. I think it's just like you know. It's like the way we're talking about Harry Maguire. You're asking Andrew Robertson to like sit and do this thing where you're just like he's so good at running forward and getting behind players and hitting a ball in. And if you're just not having him do that, what's the point? You might as well just put in another centre back on the left side there. Great. Now, and it's also like another one that's interesting to me is like uh, the Zinchenko. It's like reminds me of Kieran Tierney. Remember how good he was for for Arsenal yeah. years, and like how exciting he was and how young he was. And then all of a sudden, you know, Zinchenko comes in. They change the formation. Tierney can't get a game because it's just not how they want to play.
2: Yeah, but Zinchenko's also injured right now, isn't he? Doesn't he have a knee problem also? I'm not
0: sure. I don't think so. I think he's fine.
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't recall seeing something like
2: that. I thought I saw something on his knee because that's where he got injured. Yeah, yeah.
1: Game time decision. I do my homework.
0: Are there any guys that you're kind of really warming up to? I mean, I think all will I'll, I'll send like what we're we're recording this on a Saturday, it'll probably come out come out on Sunday. A lot of drafts are gonna be this week. In the last few days, is there anyone has there been anyone coming up that you're like that's slowly creeping up your board or you're getting excited for as we get closer to the season? More like young players or just players in general? Just players in general, maybe outside of the top, you know, twenty, thirty players, more like a little more of like deeper mid round players
1: um rasmus (laughs) hojeland if if, if that is how you pronounce his name i'm not sure yet it's hoiland
2: it's Hoyland. um jacob ramsey um young player for villa i gotta love villa um, I, know he, I know he got injured during the uh, under-21s. Was, it was Matt and He's coming back in like mid-September or something. But he's a player, if you can pick up late, and he comes back to Villa and he picks up the same form he did had last season, I think he can get better. Do you think he gets
0: drafted, or is he someone that you're trying to pick up?
2: Oh, I'm trying to pick up late. No, no, late. Oh, you,
0: late round pick and just yeah, keep, on, keep on your
2: bench until he gets yeah, healthy he's that good he's like you know in my opinion i think he's a player that was starting for villa i think once he gets fit he'll be starting again um he's only 21 so he's gonna he's gonna get back pretty quick tico
0: do you have anyone you're thinking of
1: i'm um, being uh, more of the t- uh, top players just it seems like inevitable for kane is gonna leave so Richarlison maybe Kulovetsky just kind of take a gamble on it and then later round and just stash him uh hopefully one of those two blows up those were the ones I was kind of looking at it um as as, in the hopes that Kane does leave Virgil van Dijk so when I had him last year I was down on him but it kind of I know earlier I said I wouldn't draft him but the more I was looking at it the more I was thinking about it something else I think Liverpool overall is gonna have a recovery year Robertson plays well Trent obviously is gonna do what he does um those were the two ones I was looking at it and then obviously bounce back year from the Liverpool top uh four I, I I said Darwin Yunus. I know he's in we said not in the top three but he's going to have I think he's going to have a very good bounce back year.
0: Yeah, Liverpool it's interesting. I was just I was listening to some some podcast or something and they were talking about the like in my mind I'm I kind of agree with you just from like a feel perspective that Liverpool's defense is going to be better this year. But when you look at their, and again, you can't equate too much to preseason. But when you look at their preseason, they scored like 18 goals and led in like 15 or something like some stats like that. Like they're, it's not like they're, um it's not like they've like you know, it's, it doesn't seem like they fixed a lot of the same problems that they've had. So I like I I want to agree with you, and like hopefully they figure it out in time for the season. But I'm also a little leery of the Liverpool defense in general. Still, as much as I like my head, my you know, my heart is telling me yes, my head is telling me no on that one. But the 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 other player I wanted to call out, um maybe maybe Enzo's rubbing off on me, but Matty Cash for Astovilla. I think you know, I think defenders that score points and get up the field are scarce. And there's, you know, there's a tier of center backs and there's a bunch of like, you know, outside of those there's first that first group or the first two group of left and right backs, I think he might be a nice later round steal for like a left back.
2: No, No, you're right. He he had a great season two years ago. Last season, he sort of was not mediocre. He was above that, but he didn't do the same as he did before, so he could bounce back. And in this Aston Villa team, I think he's going to have a little bit more opportunity to go up the field the way he did two years ago um, with the way Emre plays. So we'll see. I think that's a good call.
0: Uh, uh, Also, Livermento, you know, that that we were kind of just talking about earlier, but that transfer from... Southampton to Newcastle suddenly propels him into relevancy. Because if, you know, we've always we've talked about Dan Byrne. I think I've talked about like how he just isn't really a left back and he's been forced to play that position and he did a really good job last year. But having like a more high flying left back in there could be game changing. Mm-hmm. Talk
2: about left backs. scott talk about Rico Lewis too from NC i think that no, he's gonna he's gonna come out this season he, he had a great he was one of the ones that they promoted from the the youth team to fill in the gaps at left back for Man City, and i think he's another one 18. like he had a gr- stunning season great first season so let's see
0: what he does this season he played he played a lot in the midfield too he was playing he was playing in more of a midfield role too so interesting definitely interesting I also think Ben Davis, I had him last year for a few weeks and then I
1: dropped him. He seemed like a roller coaster, very up and down. Uh, oh, yeah. And let's get to our Tottenham expert. Well, look, he's been playing alongside
2: at centre-back ahead of, you know, we're, we're trying to get rid of Davison Sanchez right now. Um, Obviously, Eric Diarrhea, he's shit. Um, so... You know what I mean, but we've looked at we've got that young kid. Oh, I forget his name now. We just got him from Blackburn. Don't know that much about him. Um, we're looking at Vanderman, Vanderven. We're looking at him. It looks like that. That's a done deal. And we're still looking at Tap Soba or Nelson from from Galatasaray. So picking him up, I don't think it's gonna be very good if we get those centre backs. So he won't get any playing time.
0: Did you see that Matt Doherty, the former, you know, he's back on Wolves. Do you think he's relevant? No.
2: Because that's, that's not the same Wolves side that it was when he was on it. Uh, another player to look out for, another young player, would be um, Evan Ferguson, 18-year-old at, uh, at Brighton. Uh, he's he's going to be the main focal point up front along with the wingers, so I think he's going to get some opportunities. I don't think he's going to score more than... I don't know if actually I don't even know how many he's in school, but he's he's still young.
0: We'll see what he does. So he's someone that people like get really excited about and like um in like drafts with guys that are super uh like really into fantasy goes really high. You know, he's just kinda of, like a pressure like people are like, Oh, he could be the next thing. But he also like doesn't hasn't played a ton. So he's like I, I agree with you. Like he's definitely like someone to like look out for and if you can get him later in a draft for sure, but I just don't see. I don't get why he could, he like people are taking him in like the third round in some jobs, Ooh. which is mind boggling to me. Yeah, absolutely mind boggling to me.
1: It's a risk. I also like Harvey Elliott from Liverpool. Uh, young kid came up last year, just got a lot of playing time because of all the injuries they had in the middle. Not sure if he's going to get the same opportunities this year, but McAllister all of it. But I, I like him. Watching him play, I think he not a fan
2: he had a good he had a good season two years ago and he burst onto the scene. What was it three years ago? And then after that, they brought in Thiago Silva. am oh, not Thiago Silva. Is it Thiago? Who's which, Just Thiago. Thiago. Sorry. Yeah, they brought in Thiago. Yeah. Um. And then he just dropped out. And obviously Thiago's getting older, so he's injury prone. But he was a good player a couple of years ago. But he hasn't really broke back through the into the first team. I know. I don't know if he had any injuries or not. He played a lot last He's year. He's
1: 20. Did he? Yeah, he played a lot last he, year. He, he 30 plus last year. He's only 20. Mm. Maybe. But he, he started playing more when they had all the injuries and Liverpool season was kind of – they had no chance of winning it. Uh, but a young kid, plays for England. Yeah. Hometown favorite. It's just
2: because they bought McAllister and what's the so, – sub? was his name? Sabaslayer. So, there you go. So do you go with the youth or do you go with the – of the players that have established
0: yeah i think that they're they're his biggest issue is those guys ahead of him more so like i kind of agree with you tico i thought he was pretty good last year and he had some good moments where he actually made some really good passes or linked up really well or did this and that but i I think it might just be he might be a few years out from reaching his full potential is there anyone you guys are kind of starting to fade really hard you're like absolutely not you're really not really not liking I think I, I keep going back to it, but man, Mason Mount, I just want nothing to do with <laughs> What about Kai Havertz? Less so than Mason Mount for sure. I think but it it's be at the start of preseason it was the other way around. I wanted nothing to do with Kai Havertz and I was you know, Mason Mount is more interested in. But as as the games go on and as you see how they're playing and where they're playing and stuff, I just have no interest in what Mason Mount is doing.
2: You know what? I can't think of any players. I think we spoke about a lot of players
0: oh another one I want to sh- give a shout out to we've already talked about too is Nicholas Jackson is creeping up everyone's boards as he should be
1: starting striker especially with yeah especially with the injury to and Google yeah, 100%. Nicholas Jackson yeah. yeah value goes up 100%. the other person that I Rahim Sterling I would not draft him I hope he has a good year. I actually like him. I feel like he's an entertaining player to watch with his weird running, with his body and everything. But I just think <laughs> he's in a like.
0: He's like a freak. So you like him? I like him. He's a little bit of a freak out there.
1: <laughs> it, it's just entertaining to watch him run, you know, him and uh, Rudy Gear, those two. Uh, I, I hope he does well because I like him. He seems like, you know, uh, he, he's always having fun. He's always playing. He's out there, you know, trying his best. But. I just, with all the players Chelsea has, all the young players they brought on, I I would stay away.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be one of those infuriating guys that, like, is not going to look good. And is still going to play one more than he should just because he's on a lot of money and is, like, old. You know what I mean? He's, like, a leader on the team, quote-unquote. But, like, I fully agree. I just don't really want anything to do with him.
1: Which is crazy to say because, like, four or five years ago, he was the first overall pick. Pig like it was going top two, top three in fantasy with City. I know, right? <laughs> Man, then he just dropped.
0: That's the the Pep effect. No longer played for Pep, can't quite get it done. I think Jared Bowen's another one I talked about a little bit earlier. I just think with the the troubles at West Ham and the fact that they got rid of Samaka, they got you know they got rid of Declan Rice, they they got rid of guys. They haven't brought anyone in exciting. I am um, I'm pretty off that. I think another one is um. Uh, at least if he goes to Chelsea, I'm probably not as excited for as, as if he stays with uh, Palace. As with Palace, you know he's starting every game. He's playing really advanced. Um, he's just gonna be like the guy. Him and they are gonna be the guys. But if he goes to Chelsea, he's just he's gonna be like a squad player, and maybe he'll he'll fight his way into a starting position. But it's just it's an uncertainty. That's just not worth not worth drafting where he's going.
2: Yeah, I stay away from Joe Linton too from Newcastle.
0: Wow. that's interesting. Why? Why? Why?
2: He had a great he had a great start to the at the beginning of the season. Um, but I just feel like the way Newcastle is going, like they moved him from from up front to midfield, and now they've just got uh, what Harvey Barnes. So they're just bulking up that midfield. I don't think he's going to even get a spot. I think Joe Willett goes ahead of him.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting that Newcastle team. There's, there's been some big additions in there, and so am mm-hmm. a little bit curious to see how it shakes out. Definitely a little bit of uncertainty, even in the attacking line, right? Like if they, mm-hmm. you know, like is Harvey Harvey Barnes? Is, is he? Do you think he's nailed on to start every game for them?
2: I think he, once he gets the system the way he wants. Um, one thing I noticed about Newcastle is any player they buy seems to just fit straight into the squad. No one's had to sit on the bench too long. They've just gone straight into the squad.
0: Tough time. It's getting exciting, though. It's starting to... We're like a week away. We're literally a week away from a full Saturday of, of games.
2: Yeah, can't wait, man. And honestly, I can't wait for fancy either. I feel like we've given too much advice to people. <laughs>
0: I know. Hopefully, uh, it's gonna suck when everyone realizes that we've just been doing this to lead all them all astray. Missing <laughs> <laughs> not Oop. first off the board, <laughs>
2: <laughs> or, or the whole Aston Villa team taking.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we're just like suckers. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: There's gonna be a good state of games the the first weekend too. Should be very exciting.
2: Some tough fixtures, man. Tough fixtures. What, what what are some games you're
0: looking at, Tico?
1: Chelsea Liverpool, obviously that's the one that stands out. Uh, you know, you have two powerhouses playing in the Brentford versus Tottenham. That's going to be a
0: that's actually I mean, that's, that's like a, tough a game. That's, bro. A, that's an interesting game. That's it's like a, a fun like if you really like watching soccer, if you really watch like watching the Prem, that's a fun game to watch. It's the new coach, you know, Ange Cogley. Let's see if how he can handle Brentford, which is Brentford historically is. Um, Done really well against the top six teams, too. Didn't they get like the amount of points they got from top six teams last year was like really insane? So, dude, Newcastle's first four games are nuts.
2: Who, what are they? They got Villa at home, Man City away, Liverpool at home, and then Brighton away. Oof.
0: That's four That's, tough games to start that your fucking really season. Really
1: tough. Jesus, went through the gunlet mm-hmm
0: that's like something like the whoever schedule that like hates them
2: yeah i don't think do you know i don't know how do they actually sort out the fixtures
0: do you know if there's like a a formula that's a good question i always kind of wonder there must be some sort of formula but there also like there has to be some sort of human touch to it right because i don't think it could be straight i can't imagine it's straight a straight math math equation
1: I heard for the NFL they have the schedules out for like the next few years. Really? So there, yeah. So there isn't any, uh, any like you know anything suspicious going on, and they just release it whenever they release it every year. Um, it would, I feel like that's probably the well. You, you can't do that for EPL just because of the uh, relegation.
2: Yeah, and for Champions League and FA Cup and League Cup, it just goes because remember you got to postpone games and.
0: Yeah, it seems like there's like a crazy formula. I'm like looking at it now. There's like there's like a lot of different things that go into it, like, you know, which are the schedule, you know, team schedules because some teams will play on weeks where other teams are at Champions League, you know, whatever. And then there's also like some sort of mathematical formula to it too. But also like, you know that they're like, you know that there's, they do, they play certain games. That, you know, like, you look at like the last fixture of the season, there's always some like really dramatic, there's always some really dramatic games at the end of the season. Like there's, there's a little bit of like a human touch in there just to spice it up a little. I feel like there must be.
1: Yeah, I think they have an idea of who's going to be competing uh, like for the title within the last like, couple of weeks. So they want to make sure those teams like face each other among the, the elite teams. I'm going to match the last week to see what the games are. See if the conspiracy is valid or not. Conspiracies.
2: Americans and
1: their conspiracies. <laughs> Tell me about it. Not an American, you're not insulting me. Oof. <laughs> I'm trying to, to insult you. Tottenham's playing Schiffle United last game of the season. Yeah. Oh, look. uh none
0: of the no, none of the big teams are playing against each other. They never play against each other. It's always like it's always uh it's always like uh, there's always one of the bottom three teams playing against one of the top six teams, always, on the last day. Am I wrong?
1: I don't know. If I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong. I'm not sure though. Who's waking up at four thirty a.m. to watch Arsenal play? Oh fuck, man.
2: Probably. Oh man, I think I'm gonna miss that. I one. don't know, man. I like. I, I hate because Tottenham always plays at four a.m. and last season that was fucking terrible because. I'd wake up at 4 a.m. and just ruin the rest of my
0: fucking day. I told myself I'm not doing that this year. I'm gonna for the 4:30 a.m.s. No, I'm doing it. I can't help myself. I think I'll do it for Chelsea game. If Chelsea plays at 4:30 in the morning, I'll do it. But if it's like another game, it's just hard because what you just said. Like my, my whole day's shot. I'm just a zombie the rest of the day. it's hard for me to go back to sleep. I just struggle. I actually go to bed early for those man.
1: Do you? I can't.
2: I can't get myself to go to sleep really. What time do you go to sleep? I sleep around nine or ten. 10 PM? Like nine or ten. Wake up at three thirty. Get up. Go make myself a cup of tea. Go sit down. Cup of tea. Yeah, man. Am, am I- How do you fall asleep at nine o'clock? Uh, it's called meditation. Shut down your body.
0: I'll tell you what. Um, playing on the West Coast is you have such an advantage as a um, as a fantasy draft guy versus playing on i'm sorry playing on the east coast you have tell you what playing on the east coast you have such an advantage versus people on the west coast because those Mm -hmm. 430 games you're like oh shoot i have to wake up at seven to like check my roster Mm -hmm. it's like what's like so manageable don't we have a we have a guy in one of our leagues that's freaking in europe right we're gonna have in our other in our league we're gonna have three guys from europe and through
2: more in Europe, I told I told I think his name was Ian. I said, "You got major advantage, man. Like you actually get to see the injuries as they happen, so you can pick up players whenever you need." Like we, I have to, I wake up at freaking six a.m. I'm like, "Oh fuck, Kulasetty got injured. Oh, who picked up Solomon? Oh, thanks
1: a lot." <laughs> right. Yeah, I had that a couple of times where I would like, like, "Oh, I have to wake up at four thirty o'clock to see who's playing, who's not playing," and then the alarm goes off, and I said off i know I, I i did that a few times too yeah
0: we're gonna do this uh our little ratings now sure let's do it let's see let's start with top six and so who you have in your top six Should I, do i go from first or do i go from six go from six down let's keep it keep it
2: drama all right six down so come in six in my prediction And this is going off what I saw in preseason. I know I I talked a lot of shit about preseason, but Onana doesn't fill me with confidence. And Harry Maguire doesn't fill me with confidence. Man, you. Next, sticking to my guns, Arsenal in fifth. I think they dropped three spots. In fourth, no surprise, Aston Villa. Uh, In third, Newcastle. I think they keep building from where they were. Second, I think Liverpool is reborn and they come back with a vengeance. And obviously, City top, I can't not say they're not going to win it. They've just won it like nearly every fucking year. Comments? Emotional outbursts? So go through them again, just 6 to 1. Just like just the names Man U, Arsenal, Villa, Newcastle, Liverpool, Man City. So you have you have Newcastle and Villa in your top four, correct? Bring it, man! Just say it.
0: That's audacious. Say audacious. The least.
2: I like that. Audacious. I'll take it. I'll take it as a compliment. Really? Come on, Tico. Fucking say something. Uh, I mean,
1: it's a terrible top six. <laughs> He's just looking dumbfounded. <laughs> You have Newcastle. You have Newcastle. You have Newcastle building on what they have. You have Aston Villa finishing top six, but for whatever reason, you have Arsenal who improved their squad dropping. Yeah, and Man United, you have them dropping as well, who got probably a top three striker for the next ten years in the EPL. Yeah, in R- Rasmus. So you say? Oh, we'll see. So you have those dropping, but you're so high on Aston Villa and. Uh, Newcastle. Well, we see who's
2: laughing at the end of the season, puffy honest. Bro, I didn't even put Tottenham in here, and I've got high hopes that we come fourth. Okay? But I had to be realistic. This is me being realistic.
0: Villa, <laughs> Villa and Newcastle in the top four is realistic. Okay. Very realistic. Where did
1: Newcastle come last season?
0: I mean, they came with top four, but I think that was a reach. I think that, I don't think that was like. What was that
1: logic? Where did Arsenal come last season? Second like what is that logic
2: my logic is like i said before they're gonna be uh hungover. they've got they've added a couple of new players all right i get it um do i think they've improved yeah i think they've improved but do i think the teams around them have improved also yes i do do i think i'll Arteta- Altes football might be getting old from what I've seen on uh on all the feeds it looks like he's going to be trying to play tiki tacky football like vintage barcelona which I don't think is going to work with this Bar-
0: with this arsenal team and we'll see um by that logic though couldn't you say like city's going to be hungover and they didn't they didn't really add players that improved their squad that much like Guardiola, v- better defender but other than that they lost some attacking players like i feel you, you could use all those arguments and reverse them and explain why city is not going to be not going to win the league City hasn't finished yet transfer winner isn't over they
2: can still buy a few players they've have added a couple points here and there i know they haven't added too much but City's also proven they've won back to back before am i right
0: yeah yeah but you're right it's arguable i think the argument the only argument you can make is pat it's i think, I think that's, pat. that's the argument I think you can throw every other piece of logic out the window and say it's Pep. So there is no such thing as a hangover when Pep's in, in the in the in the building. You know. So you to, what what about you? What do you got?
1: Uh, so same thing, right? Six to one. So at six, I have uh, Chelsea. Fifth, I have Newcastle. Uh, I think they're gonna take a dip. Well, it's not them taking dip. I think Liverpool. and Then I have Liverpool, who I think, like I said, Liverpool's gonna have a bounce back year. Three, I have United. Uh, second, I have Man City, and then first, I have Arsenal. It's
0: very safe. I like it. Safe. Mine's safe too, because I'm a realist. So wait, so go 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 back and go back. Just say it quickly again.
1: So six Chelsea, five Newcastle, five Liverpool, four Liverpool, three United, two City, and then Arsenal as the champions. Champion.
0: You can't really argue with it. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that Chelsea got in there somewhere. I've noticed that Enzo didn't even have them in the top six for him. Since. I'm trying to understand how Chelsea got in there.
2: What is your uh, – you think they jumped six spots just like that?
1: Well, it's not just jumping in sixth spot. How many managers did they have last year? It's they, bought, they brought the players. They have the young players. They have a coach who has a system who's been in the EPL before. And I do think they're going to get better because it's just what they like was goal scoring and with the system coming in with poach uh, and with the players Chelsea has. Uh, and, and also Chelsea has depth. I think that helps a lot in the EPL, especially for a young team. So it is going to help them compete. They don't have any Champions League to worry about any of that. So they're going to be focused on the EPL. And I think they're just going to have a bounce back here. It's a good argument. They had
2: depth last year too. Probably, arguably, they had more depth last year after all the players they just lost to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Poch is not not a new coach, but he's new at the club. Um, He's have to restructure and rebuild. But I don't think it's impossible for them to come, would you say, six? yeah it's not impossible for him to come six i just don't think posh does it in his first season all
0: right let's do mine mine's so boring we could we could probably we could probably, mine so boring we could probably just skip it i think six newcastle i think they're gonna struggle a little bit with um going to champions league you know just playing those extra games in a season those high intensity games midweek i think is going to just hurt them a little fifth i have chelsea I think the other benefit that we're not talking about is that they are not playing in Europe. So no, they're not going to have those extra games midweek. So they're going to be able to just rest and really just prep for the Premier League. I think the one thing about with them is that if they sign Casado and they've, they sign say you know, they sign like a, a center attacking mid slash one more attacking player and then a, another like center defensive mid, I think they are pretty complete. They're pretty much where we need to be to be challenging for the top four. Four, I have Liverpool. Um, I I actually I think they're the one that is most likely to drop out. Like, not that they're in the top four this time, but as, as far as my rankings, I think they're the one that are most likely to not make the top four. And I think that's because just the defensive frailty. If we if we come back this year and like the defensive issues are still there, which preseason looked like they are still there, like it doesn't matter if you can score two three goals. If you're not if you're averaging two three goals a game, if you're getting scored on three four goals a game, I think that I think that could be a problem for them. Three I have City. I think they're going to, I don't just don't think it's going to be their year. I think that coming off the treble, the players they lost, the players they added, it's just, it's not adding up to a title winning year for me. Like the math is not adding up to United. I think Mount will overcome his early season hiccups. I think the spine that 10 hog is instilling is strong. I think he is finally getting the team he wants. And so this is more about a confidence on him that this these are the players he wants. And let's see like in that with the right players. Because last year he pretty much didn't have the team that he wanted. He didn't have the system he wanted. He was pretty much trying to like plug holes and figure out what he could do. You know, and you got a few guys, but it wasn't the complete the complete project. I think now he's getting closer to that complete project. I think there's still a few years from winning the Premier League, but I think they're gonna push. And then one, I think you just I think Arsenal has to be the favorite. Hungry after last year, added good players and positions they needed. It's just to me, that makes sense. So I have Newcastle, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, United with Arsenal in it. Wow. Okay. I'd love to see where
2: our predictions actually lay out at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, let's. Uh, let's. i uh, I'll write these down, and so we can uh, we can go back and reference this.
2: Oh, someone's gonna get shit talked to him. That's for fucking damn sure. It's gonna be you. We'll it's going to you feel this is gonna be right, <laughs> Lila, If if that comes true, what I just said, and I've I've thought it out, I am a, a football guru.
0: Okay, I see the future. That is true. That is actually very true. If you if you're right on this, then this this
1: is a sentence that came from the person who said Man City is worse with Holland. I did say that. That's a football guru. I did say that. But I wasn't the
2: only
0: one saying that. Yeah, it was you and like those pundits that you know what I mean? That was like such a joke. They like Man City like I don't know, that was that was driving me crazy when that was the conversation last year. That was literally insane. That was an insane conversation for like two weeks that people were having. Man City was worse with Holland For more than two it was like a month into it, because they got him early. Oh no,
1: on, he's scoring all these hat tricks. He's hurting the team. Get out of here. I didn't
2: say that. I said at the beginning of the season, when he started knocking in goals, it was like, he's a freaking alien. The first game. I know. After, no, not just the first game. Then
0: he scored t- hat-tricks in the first three games, two of them. Something like that. Maybe not exactly a hat trick, but, but it was like, I mean, his, his goal scoring rate at the beginning of the season was historic, to say the Ridiculous. least. Ridiculous. All right, let's 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 move on. Golden Boot. What's your one name for Golden Boot this year? Just one, just one.
2: Damn,
0: just I got one.
2: my, I got my nope. safe one. I got my safe. No, I got
0: my just sa- just just one. All right, then I'm gonna,
2: fuck. Harry Kane. No. I had two, but it looks like Keith's putting his foot down.
0: Yeah, well, you I don't. I want no waffling. I don't want. I don't want you to be able to lean, fall back. You know, one is safe. One is safe. One is fun. Well, do your. I mean, you're. I feel like you're. Top six was fun, so maybe you do your safe one.
2: Fuck. All right. Haaland. <laughs> oh, that was boring.
0: that's so boring.
2: I know, man. man. You wanna
0: know my other one? Sure. Come on, come on. No. Ollie Watkins.
2: No. No.
0: That's what I that's mine. I got I Ollie, Ollie Watkins.
2: Watkins. I have Holland.
0: Um, Holland. It's
2: really safe, don't get me wrong. And look, you can most people will say that he's gonna get the golden boot after what he did last season, and it's just got would be right because he was fucking insane. Do we think he's going to slow down? Is he going to score 50-plus goals again next season? I, it, I don't even doubt it anymore. Maybe uh, the lowest he'll go is 40 in all competitions, the way he's fucking scoring.
0: Do you know what the only thing that's going to stop him from scoring 40, 40 goals? Injury. 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 And I think I've said it before, but he every season prior to this one, he's been sidelined for a chunk of the season with injury. So I, I think the, statistically the odds are that he gets injured this year. But the difference is he's got t- like
2: game management. Like Pep doesn't even play him like whole games. He, he runs his fucking higher for like 45 minutes. If he scored a hat trick and the game's freaking won, he takes him out. True.
1: But also, for and uh, when he was playing for Dortmund, he would track back more, just come back more. I feel like now in Man City, he just hangs around the, around the box, doesn't come back uh, as much. So it's... He's just waiting to be fed and just kick
0: and do what he does and just score bangers. Holland Eats. Holland Eats. Um I think Ollie Watkins is the reason I picked him and Enzo wanted to pick him is I think he's just the I think he's probably the like it's just an exciting guy and a, on a awesome villa team that is ascending and is growing. And um I just kind of want to root for him. I mean, I don't think there's like if you really look at it, there's probably two or three players that are more likely to win the Golden Boot than Ollie Watkins. But I think that he has the potential. He's. I think this is the first year where he's going to be in that conversation. I think he has the potential to get there. You know, is it is it he the most likely? Probably not. But is he the one that I th- is the most interesting? Yes. Like big, strong guy. I think he. After you know, how many more years of England work does Kane have? You know, not not a lot. I think Ollie Watkins. At this rate, is the heir apparent to Hurricane for that striker position? Where how, how much longer do you think Harry Kane has? Three years, one more World Cup, maybe. And even then, if he's if he does, is that uh, does he start every game? Probably. If he's still scoring goals the way
2: he is, he's got the Euros and then he's got the World Cup. I think he's he's in for at least two more tournaments.
0: Yeah but i think uh i think ollie watkins is the next guy next guy in line i in my agree opinion.
2: i like him i like him a lot
0: and he's 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 like you know unlike ivan tony he's not getting in trouble <laughs> he's not doing he's not gambling he's not doing things he seems just like a good head on the shoulders and i think he just offers something different too like he's uh he's such a physical force and he's also good on the ball he links up well i think he can players can play off him. i'm like i'm excited to watch him play this year okay Golden Glove. I got two. Okay. We, we, one. Only a one. You can, Tico, you go first. Enzo, Enzo, you can, uh, you can think about which one you're going to pick.
1: Uh, Ederson. Ederson. Method. Yeah. Has he ever won Golden Glove? I think he's won it once.
0: Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, if he does, he's due for one. Think just you think just do so you think with that we've already all signing the city defense is going to be locked down. So I think the other thing that's funny about Golden Glove is like it's so much about the defense, right? Like it's like, it, it, yeah, that, that's that's my logic on picking Ederson. You know they're going to dominate possession.
1: The opponent team doesn't get that many opportunities to score. They stacked up on a couple of defensive players and Ederson. I mean he's world class. He's a great goalie. Um, so and you know they're always going to dominate the. Uh, uh, lower tier teams. So I'm picking Ederson. Enzo,
2: go for it. I'm going Villa again, man, Martinez, and you're talking about defense. Oh my God. God. I'm being serious, man. Look at their defense. They got Pal Torres they just brought in. They did just, they just brought some depth from Alex Marino. They still got Diego Carlos. That was a great defender in Germany. Played for, um, who did he play for? They had a brown kit. Doesn't matter. They still got Tyrone Mings. They got Lucas Digne. They got Matty Cash. It's a great fucking defense they could have right there. I think Martinez has another great season following, uh, you know, Argentina's World Cup win where he freaking basically helped, basically helped win them. Not basically, he fucking won them the fucking World Cup with his saves and the penalties. Carried Messi to the World Cup. He out crazy like three teams just by himself. Literally carried him. So I don't think that's a bad shout, Povey, especially where I have him coming fourth in the top six. Because if you can get Golden Glove, that means that you've kept some clean sheets. doesn't necessarily mean mean they've won a lot of games, but you've kept clean sheets and maybe got a couple draws that you needed against the big
0: teams. Fair enough. You're sticking to your convictions. It lines up with your top six picks. Um, I'm going Nick Pope. That was my second pick. Newcastle, Nick Pope. I think um, when I just look at the defense... Defensive lines for all the top six teams. I think Ederson is the safest bet. I think he's the clearest, clearing away. I, I, you know, Allison is not there just with the way that Liverpool was, was conceding last year and conceded in preseason. We've obviously, we've talked about Onana. Onana. I just, I just do not, he's not, I just do not think he's going to be that good. And then like Chelsea is obviously a joke in the keeper situation. We just bought another keep. We just spent 25 million on a backup. <laughs> that's how, that's so much of a joke Chelsea is. Um, hey net positive keith and positive hey, it's still that positive for this for the window um you know i i don't know i think nick pope is is gonna be the guy i think he um he's big and strong he had a really good three fourths of a season last year in the back fourth they kind of tailed off a little bit defensively but i think um i think they're just gonna be back strong i i still am a little leery of like the, the Newcastle defenders as individual players I want to pick up, but I think as a unit and with especially with the midfield additions they've made that are really solid defensively, I think they're going to be hard to break down, even more so hard to break down. I think that is the guy.
2: I Me and you, Kiefer, right here with the golden boot and the yeah. golden glove. Tico, you're safe as fuck.
1: Boring. <laughs> you mean I'm correct as fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of true too. Uh. All right, so let's run through them again, just as like a final note before we sign off. Um, Tico, what were your top six predictions?
1: So going from top to bottom, Arsenal, City, United, Liverpool, Newcastle, Chelsea. Enzo?
0: City, Liverpool, Newcastle, Villa, Arsenal, Manu. Mine were Newcastle, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, United, Arsenal. And then for Golden Boot... I had Ollie Watkins, and then both you guys had Early Holland, Golden Glove. I had Nick Pope. Tika, you had Edison. Uh, Enzo, you had Martinez from Austin Villa. And yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll keep these rankings up, and we'll see we'll see kind of how it looks. Other than that, I guess the next time we're we're gonna all talk is gonna be at our draft. All right, guys, this is episode four of Draft Offsides. I'm with Tico and Enzo. My name is Keith. Um, our next episode will be our live draft. So uh, tune in for that one. And um, see you guys next time. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> That'll be cuts. That'll be getting cuts. <laughs> in the, uh, final.
2: <laughs> that is Alice.
0: <laughs>